Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Riverside, Missouri artist and Kansas City treasure Jeff Parsons has painted a larger-than-life structure to once again show his love for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you've never been to Riverside, where you can see this, it's off uh, Northwest Gateway Avenue. You can't miss it. Yep. He's put together his masterpiece. It's become a tradition for Big Gay Jeff after five years running. He says helping to paint the kingdom red makes him happy. And when his art becomes part of other fans' routine, nothing's better. I got a four-lane road out front of my house. It is the best gallery in the world, and people love it. It's big. Got the big 11-foot Patrick Mahomes. It's bold. Who wouldn't want a six-foot Travis Kelsey in the front yard? And painting Chief's Kingdom red. Just makes me so happy that my artwork has become part of the fabric of their routine, their Chief's routine. Taking only one weekend to create, this structure shows artist Jeff Parsons' love for the Chiefs stands tall. I want to spread that goodwill. I love that because I'm all about the positive. It's a way to build and create a connection with other Chiefs fans. It's just something the whole city can get behind and, and to be that talented is just amazing. We didn't have any idea this was here and that's why we had to stop and take a picture because that's what our city's all about right now. Ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, Parson drawing up a big prediction. We're going to win. And a huge Lombardi trophy. It's eight feet tall and if they keep winning, it's going to be 30. Now with one message for the team and Chiefs Kingdom. I want you to enjoy this and I want you to enjoy this moment. I want you to enjoy this team. And if you are Travis Kelsey, if you are Patrick Mahomes, feel free to stop by and enjoy it. In Riverside, Leslie Delaspor, KSHB 41 News. Uh, I know Trent's on the, on the uh, phone. You want to talk to him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Born July 9th in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, he is a graduate of Indiana University who spent time playing for Washington and St. Louis before being traded to the Kansas City Chiefs, where he spent five seasons rivaling some of the most legendary quarterbacks in the NFL in total passing yards. He retired in 2009, making the jump to the broadcast booth and working with numerous charities in Kansas City. And today, he's here to break down the Chiefs' big Super Bowl game against the Eagles this Sunday. Please welcome, Chiefs' great and friend of the show, Trent Green. Mr. Green, how are you this morning? Hey, what's happening, brother? How are you doing? Listen, are we spoke? Oh. we spoke before the game. It turned out to be uh, the Bengals, and we did scooch on by them, man. But God dang, it was that was that was brutal. This whole this whole playoffs has been has been brutal. They're they're making them way too close, but yeah. uh, but hey, they're finding ways to win. And uh, real quick before we move on, all, all I heard from Nikki's report is it sounds like 
you're doing a giant watch party down in Riverside by the murals so that you can get people out there and all gathered together wearing their jerseys and uh, and having fun. Oh, dude, that's our buddy Big Gay Jeff, uh, who does all this great art. And I'd met him years ago at Coogan's retirement party when she left the show. And then I introduced him to my buddy Jesse Dupree from Jackals. He does all their album covers and their merchandise. And then he opened up this, uh, this he's got his whole art too, but he uh, he's one of the most energetic like super flamboyant, uh, uh, truly. Well, have you ever been to BB's Lawnside Barbecue? Yes. You know that mural on the wall, right? That's he, his. Twenty years ago, he did that. He's so wow. incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's. Well, you can you can hear that in his interview, like the energy that he has. Is, who yeah. doesn't want a eleven foot Patrick Mahomes? Who doesn't want an eight foot Lombardi Trophy? <laughs> I oh, mean, trust me. I was like, yeah, tra- Travis Kelsey in a speedo could go up at any time. I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> he, you got to give a look to his work because he is incredible. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful cat. Even even more, That's he's awesome. just he's just a great human being. He's been a friend of ours for uh, oh hell, it's got to be going on fifteen years now. And uh, man, this is what a what a crazy time to think that we're we're back in another Super Bowl. And uh, I mean, it, it really, really is. It, it's crazy. It's it's you know, and I and I try and. You know, I I try and talk to people is is uh, about this whole kind of five-year run that's gone on here and and even more than that when you consider Andy and and what they've done even with Alex Smith and winning the division you know seven consecutive times and you know it's you don't just you don't just go to the AFC championship game or host the AFC championship game five years I mean nobody's ever done that before teams have gone to that many consecutive championship games but hosting five consecutive AFC championship games and it's like it's not just oh we're going to win the division again. And, and, Oh, by the way, we're, I mean, this is not, this is, this is tough to do. I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that got to go that that have to go your way. And uh, you know, it it all starts with number 15. I, I, he is such a special player and the way he's able to make things happen. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So, so enjoy it for as long as we can, because this is a really, kind of special run that's going on right now. Yeah, it really is. And you think about the friendship and the and the team between he and Kelsey and all, of course all the guys, but there is those those special friendships and relationships in sports that you see that it works because of that. Well, there is, there is and and you know, here's the thing, you know, you have to go outside the fr- so certain plays that he and Kelsey have made are outside the framework of what the plays are. Listen, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, all the guys, they're, they're great play callers. They're great at designing plays. They're great at coming up with ways to get different guys to football out in open space and, and create those matchups. The touchdown pass to Kelsey in the AFC Championship game, that was on fourth and one. The play was designed to go to the flat to Juju Smith-Schuster, which was, gonna, which was, was going to be the first down. And you, he rolls out, and it's open. It's there. It's the first down. And I may be getting them confused between the AFC Championship game and the divisional game, but but either way, it's it's he comes out, he sees Smith Schuster for the first down, but instead of taking the first down, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to run around a little bit more and see if Travis can't work his way open in the end zone. Travis was supposed to be on a corner route. He ends up seeing Mahomes scramble around, so he stops, goes the other way. Next thing you know, it's a touchdown. They're like, oh, great play design. Like, no, no, that was the two of them. That was the two of them just being on the same page and, and, and making something happen, and that's what that's what makes them so great. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's where I was going with what I said right there. <laughs> right there yeah. I was just I was just saying the exact same thing to uh, 
FNG off. <laughs> you were talking about that same exact. Yeah. You were breaking down that same exact play. That's yes. great. That's yeah. I see the same things. It's uh, we, watch, we watch the game the same way, Johnny. That's great. <laughs> hey, I was just telling these guys before you got here that uh, I think that if I were to wear a jersey, I think I'd wear your jersey. And I know it's a very big commitment between two men, but uh, I think I think I would wear your jersey, Trent. Well, that that is a huge honor uh, because. Uh, I, I don't know where you stand on it, but I'm, you know, I'm the same kind of thing. I'm like, man, that's a grown man wearing another grown man's jersey. <laughs> it really is. It really is, man. You know, and I'm, you know, I, you know, it, it means a lot. Uh, when I was playing, it was when I was playing, and I'd look up in the stands and I'd be appreciative of everybody wearing it. And every, I mean, but yeah, that's, you know, yeah. um, and it is an honor. But I imagine it's a little yeah. more exciting when a super hot girl's wearing your jersey. <laughs> You're like wow. that was always that was that was always uh, uh, the kind of the uncomfortable part when they'd uh, hey can you take a picture with me and then uh, and I know you've had this happen many times John but hey can you take a picture with me I'm like sure do you want my wife to take the picture she's like right here you know it's like uh, yeah. right. <laughs> so true right yeah Nikki look Nikki's not afraid with Mike Kennedy she's literally shoved bitches out of the way before. It's rude. Oh, um, yeah, that's I, I, I can 100 percent know that's the case. And I know uh, uh, I've been married for 29 years. And so she's seen it all from college all the way through the NFL and everything else. Mm-hmm. And her, she, she still gets a little attitude going. She's like, for real? I'm like, come on, could you at least acknowledge me? I'm standing right here. Right. right, right. I, think, I think we'd get along swimmingly because I see it the exact yeah, same way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm right here, hooker. It is so much fun to watch, like, you know, because you look at all this. Look at these guys. that They're, they're still, I mean, they really are. Uh, I know Mahomes is not considered the youngest guy anymore, but he is still awfully young. How, what, how old is he, 29? 27. 27. He's, yeah, I mean, this, is, this, Super Bowl, this Super Bowl is the, the, the young, youngest quarterback matchup in NFL history because Jalen Hurts is 24. So um, it's phenomenal. Uh, and it's the first time there's two black quarterbacks starting in the, NF, in the Super Bowl as well. So there's uh, a lot of firsts going on in this game. Yeah, you know, and it's all good. Everything, just everything about it, man. It's uh, I think it's going to be a really a fantastic time in Arizona. Hopefully we'll win. By the way, Craig Gass was on the show, comedian friend of ours. And and he said it's right. Even he said he goes he goes Philadelphia fans are the worst fans in the world. And I go, <laughs> yeah, I go. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. He goes, listen, I've been to Philly. Uh, he's done it a million times. He loves sports. He's like they're the monsters of the football world. He goes, they're just terrible to people. And uh, so to back that up, uh, I played in Washington uh, prior to the Rams and then prior to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in Washington for four years, which is in the same division as Philly. And and I agree with that. I mean, they are they are the worst. Fa- I mean, but here's the thing: as a player, I and, and you and I have had this conversation over the years. As a player, I always loved playing in stadiums where fans were passionate. Right. I used to love when I was with the Chiefs going out and and playing at Oakland Coliseum because I knew people were going to throw stuff at me. They were going to yell at me from the second the bus came into the parking lot. It was just you know that that that, that passion they sure. have for their team. It gets you fired up. And so when I was in Washington those years and you come out and, you know, it was the old vet. It's not the, the new stadium they're in now, but it was the old vet. And they come out and you're like, you better keep your, your helmet on coming in and out of the locker room because you're going to get hit with something. And and <laughs> whether that whether that's right or wrong, I'm just saying the passion was there and right. how much they love their team and how much they support their team. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that it's it's real. It it'll be interesting to see how the whole thing. Which plays is similar. Out. Let's let let's be real now. Let, it's very similar to Arrowhead. Of course, I mean people are getting yelled at. You know, people are getting yelled at. The the opposing teams are just getting destroyed coming out of that tunnel. So there's a reason why they put that tarp over the tunnel. Believe of me. Of course, and, and, and the thing about Arrowhead, and, and yeah, you're right. There's some football fans I I can't deal with, but it's it's mostly I do love the fact that we've managed to focus our energy on the the volume issue so we just ruin their game and just it's just it's become a you know it re, it's real it's not it's not a, a, a myth or a, a something that people just say like once you've heard it and you've been down there it is oh, yeah. it's unbelievable when i went down on that monday night football game and they just started the game and people just the roar of just the beginning of it to be on the field and and be at the focal point of that you just realize inside that bowl the volume where you guys are at is unbelievable. Yeah, and th- and that's cool that you were able to get down on the field. I-, I tell people all the time, I said, if you ever get an opportunity, and I know it's hard to do, there's certain ways you can get on the field, you know, for pregame warm-up, for yeah. uh, being there on the sidelines during introductions, even if you're not there for the game, like during introductions just to hear the roar of the crowd. Um you get to see how kind of big, fast, strong. I mean, it's like these guys are freaking yes. – they're hitting each other at such a high speed and they're such big guys. It's just – it really is amazing um, to see it up close and personal like that. It, it is – and the only way I can even describe it, it's the difference between going to a NASCAR race and watching it on television. Until you see it with your own eyes and your own perception, you hear it and, you, and you're close to it, you don't understand the power that's moving through there. And, yeah, you're 100% right. I was watching them – do stuff, and you realize the guy is so big, so heavy, and so much faster than anybody else you'd ever seen. You know, it's it's great that you brought up that analogy because I I I didn't grow up a race fan, but I've had the opportunity as uh, when I was playing, and, and even now that I've been done having an opportunity to be down in the pits, whether it's whether it's NASCAR or uh, the IRL, mm-hmm. and the speed and the power when they go by or when they come into the pits and like the, the, the timing to get the, the tire change and get everything. I mean, it's like you sit down there just in awe, you know, I know the amount of work that we put in as players and coaches and, you know, getting the timing of plays and all that kind of stuff, but it's the same kind of thing in a pit. And, and then to see the power of the guys that aren't stopping in the pit, like how fast they're going right. and to be that close to it. Um, yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. It is. It is. You just, you really do get, a uh, a real love of it. Like, I mean, I, I look, I always know football's hard. It's beyond any of the normal human beings' athletic ability. But it's true. Seeing it up close, it changes the way I, I saw it from that day forward. Now I, you really understand how hard a hit is if you're down anywhere near that. Because on well, television, I, it just doesn't transfer the way it really is in real life. Well, and it, do, and it doesn't. And, and I know, you know, we talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, rightfully so. But speaking of like big guys that you, you it just amazes me every time I watch the defense, the type of athlete that Chris Jones is, knowing how big he is. And when he's in the press conferences and he's talking to the media, he's generally always in a good mood and has some jokes and, you know, has fun with it. And, but he is so explosive. And it's just like this guy's over 300 pounds and you watch yeah. how quick his feet are and he yeah. just jumps around and it's just, um, yeah, he's six six no, three, he, three hundred and eleven pounds at six foot six. Man, he's yeah, terrifying. It, it, he's a monster. Yes. Well, and he was even bigger than that. And you know, it, it's funny going back to the preseason talking to him, and you know, he was so disappointed. And he he made it a point, uh, you know, about the AFC Championship game a year ago where they lost to the Bengals, and he felt like there were some plays that he missed. And I remember 
talking to him before the preseason games and, and talking to him at training camp and just, you know, he looked lighter, he looked faster, he looked in better shape. And he was just like that entire off season, it bugged me so much because I felt like there was a couple of plays against Cincinnati I could have made right. that could have gotten us into the Super Bowl. And so that drove me. And I'm like, Chris, you've accomplished so many things, and yet you're using that as motivation, and it's carried through this season as we see, you know, how great he's played, and and especially last uh, uh, the last game getting him into the Super Bowl. Well, and isn't it funny? The fuel it can either tear you apart, or it can can be your fire that takes you to the next place, and that's that's what's going to happen in this life. Like when something sets you back. Uh, like the, the who was, was the guy who hit Mahomes late in the in the Bengals game and kind of gave us the game. Uh, what was his name? Oh, the young kid, Oasis, yeah. Oasis or really, yeah, yeah the yes. rookie I, linebacker. Yeah. I hope I hope he uses that fuel to get better because I, I do. I can you can see it on his face, and then I did a little research and just where he came from and, and down into Texas, and then yeah, you know, you just think, man, I just I hope you can hold it together and use that. You want you want to pull you want to pull for a guy like that. I, I, I mean, really do. I really do. Yeah, no, I, I I think the same thing. There's 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 obviously different things that motivate all of us. Me, you, Nikki. I mean, there's certain motivations. Um, certain things or slights that you feel like you've had over the years. I mean, it still cracks me up that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers to this day is talking about being slighted. I'm like, you still went in the first round, okay? And you've won like three or four MVPs. <laughs> right. And you've won the Super Bowl, and he's still like, yeah. I could, uh, you know, draft day when I was sitting in, the, when I was sitting there waiting to get drafted, and I dropped all the way to like the twenty fifth pick or something. I'm like, are you kidding me? I waited two hundred and twenty two picks. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that, that, right? if that's driving you, that's crazy. So yeah, every, everybody finds a, everybody finds something to push their buttons and get that motivation going. Sure. Well, I was just by the way because I had to look up who's bigger than Chris. On the uh, Chiefs, Orlando Brown Jr., six foot eight. Imagine that offensive tackle yeah. taking a beat on you and running at you that hard. Like that's terrifying, dude. He's six foot eight. I don't know if you've ever anybody out there listening has ever stood uh, to anybody who's six foot eight. Now you add nothing but muscle at what twenty six years old. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's that's not even human. That's just that's just a whole nother kind of thing. Oh, it's it's not. And the guys are getting big. I mean, it's it's still. Um... You know, but the thing is, is they're getting bigger, but they're getting they're getting better. I mean, yeah, just that's the, what it the, seems the like. Yeah. there. It's not it's not just like a six eight just blob that's standing there yeah. not moving. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. you, you got to have quick feet. You got to have athleticism. You got to move. You got you know you're going against the 250, 260 pound defensive end outside linebacker. You've got to be able to get in the way. You got you have to have some athleticism. So it's uh, yeah. Not only are the guys getting that big, but just just how the way they move at that size. Well, it's a Super Bowl, man. It's uh, I believe that Mahomes is 100% from everything we've heard. I'm glad that people keep talking about it because I love the feeling. I think I think our guys, I think all teams come in best when they're the underdog. I think it makes you it makes you it really you dig down deep when 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 you think you're going to walk past a team and we've all heard that like they go, oh, well, they're looking past this game to another big game, the better that which they think is the better team. A lot of times, that's where you get your ass handed to you because you can't look past anything. And it's better to be the guy that people are saying cannot win. You're better to be the ones that are just slightly the underdog. Well, and it goes back to what we were just talking about, having that chip on your shoulder, yep. right? It's yep. like, okay, you guys want to die. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes' first twelve playoff games, he was favored. The first time he wasn't favored in a playoff game was against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game this yep. this year. 
And it's just, uh, and, and I don't follow it, but my guess is they're, they're probably the underdogs going into this game against Philly. So, um, yeah, it's I, I think any, anything. It's going to be anything good. you can use at motivation at this point is is a positive. Well, and the magic. I mean, the magic is there. That's the one thing that these guys. You, you, he's got that ability, Trent. And if you're showing the show, the great Trent Granny is with us. He's got that, and it's it is just. There's no better word for it. That ability to just let it go loose and go. What do I got to do right now? I have to turn well, my body right. I have to throw the ball left, and nobody can know, understand what I'm doing, but it has to happen this way. So I'm just going to make it happen. Well, there's a lot of, and, and to your point, there, there, you know, he does have all the physical tools, but what I think separates him is none of these moments are too big. And that goes all the way back right. to his rookie year. Right. I think the way he's been able to handle everything. I mean, we've all seen, whether it's athletes, musicians, artists, actors, whatever it may be that are phenomenal. And then all of a sudden they get in that moment and they can't come through in that moment. Ah. And I think that's what really separates Patrick is that he's got all the physical tools. He's got hall of fame tools, which is why there are so many, you know, going back to the draft, there's so many first round flops because they're like, look at this guy on paper and look at the stats and look what he can do. There's no – this is a can't-miss draft pick. And I think that's the thing where Patrick – there were so many people that thought that about him, uh, especially within the Chiefs because they traded up to get him. But then the fact that he's been able to carry that over to the field and in those big moments, it not be too big of moment. He still keeps it in perspective and still maintains that ability and athleticism without the nerves – you know, wrecking that moment for him. And, and I think that's, uh, that's really why, you know, he's, he's destined to be a Hall of Famer yep. and he probably is going to win another MVP tonight. I think that's, that's kind of the, the thought process around the league is that he'll get the MVP again. So um, that's why he's such a special player. I think, and I meant to ask you this, and, and I'm glad I, you just reminded me of it because you were talking about his moves. I had read somewhere that he he had uh, he was really good at baseball because his father loved baseball. He was really good at basketball and of course football. And at one point he had to make a choice. And it occurred to me, I wanted to ask you, do you think he plays the way he does because he has the basketball moves, he has the baseball ability, and then he adds that into this football game, and that's why he's such an unorthodox player. One hundred percent. And and I uh Y'all can Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big <laughs> Like oh, I, you'll I, have to repeat you. yourself. I have to yell, have to yell the other. I to yell the other three in the studio that they can suck it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've I've been a big proponent, and I was this way with my kids, and it's like play multiple sports, do multiple things. Um, you know, I've I've told you this before. Two of my three kids play guitar as well as playing sports. It's like find other things, find other outlets, other things, and and the the, the crossover that uh, that can happen. And I do think that. And I've talked with Patrick in previous years about his baseball background because some of the angles and some of the ways that he throws yeah. just aren't normal ways that you would practice or prepare. The normal, you know, textbook way to play quarterback, those aren't normal things. And so I've asked him and he said, Well, for me, I don't think of it as I'm throwing a football. I'm just thinking of it as throwing. Right. Because this throw this throw I've made a thousand times in baseball. So even though it's a different throwing motion baseball compared to a football for him, in his mind, it is no different. So when I see kids at high school, middle school, even college level trying to do some of the things that Patrick does, 
I was like, you've got to train at that. You can't just all of a sudden say, oh, I'm going to run right. to my left, drop it sidearm, and throw it back yeah. o- over that way. You know, it's like that's something that, that just came natural to him because of his background playing different sports. So yeah. uh, unless you're going to train specifically for that, that's, that's incredibly difficult to execute and, and be able to do it at, at obviously the high level that Patrick is. And at the end of the game, and you and I have discussed this, the, the true secret to winning that game, to being the Super Bowl champion, is to um, get more points. <laughs> and once we get that more points, your, that is your that is your uh, telltale. That is that has never been incorrect, Johnny right. Dare. That has never been incorrect. Whoever yeah. gets more points is going to win the game. That's right. So that's the key. But let me ask you this now, now because I know I know the sports junkie that you are. Uh, are you looking? More, are you looking? Are you looking more forward to the game or the commercials? Uh, you know, I'm actually looking forward to the game more. I really am, uh, uh, because it's it's Mahomes yeah. and Kelsey and all the guys. The the, the commercials to me have, uh, and, oh, you know, and this year could turn it around. But the last couple of years, I didn't think they were great. I didn't think there were much to talk about. I think there was more hype than it was uh, actual content. You know, I and I, I'll agree with you there. And I think what happens is some of the commercials now. They'll they'll release them online first, or they'll release them through social media first, and so every, there's our, they're trying to build up the buzz, right, to right. get it going. Oh, we're going to give you the teaser. We're going to give you part of our commercial, and now you got to tune in and watch the rest of it. Um, yeah, I, I think so, I think you know maybe maybe some of them are quite a bit overhyped than than what they should be, but uh, I think because it's the Chiefs and because it's the Eagles, and there's so many great storylines with Andy Reid, yes. with the Kelsey brothers. Yes. You know, there's there's this uh, Nick Sirianni started his NFL. He's the head coach of the Eagles. He started his coaching career in the NFL with the Chiefs back in 2009. So he's got some carryover. He was here for four seasons as an assistant coach. So I mean, there's there's carryover, you know, between the Eagles and uh, and the Chiefs quite a bit, and and not just uh, not just with Andy. There's a lot of our a lot of the Chiefs front front office staff, you know, came over with Andy you know, from Philadelphia. So there, there's a lot of crossover, a lot of great storylines in this, and, and I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Me, tell me this. Do you think Carl Sheffers will cry? <laughs> he'll cry He'll cry only if he sees Chris Jones running at him because of a penalty <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Dude, i got to tell you, uh, I'll be thinking about you uh, on Sunday, as a matter of fact, because it's uh, – I always do. I always You always run through my mind. I just think, man, it's, it's just – it really is fantastic. And, and it's never lost on me, Trent, that, that our access to you, somebody who's really been there, stood on the field – you you understand the pressure, the game, what it takes to get there. Uh, I love uh, I love our friendship, man, and I really do appreciate it very much. Well, thank you for that, and and I feel the same way. It's uh, uh, it, it's probably not what most people would think when uh, you got a, a, a rocker and a, and a former quarterback. So right. it's like, uh, and I know your friends are now going to laugh because I just called you a rocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I do. I do. I really appreciate uh, coming on here and talking sports and uh, staying connected to the Kansas City community for sure. Uh, you're a good egg, man. All right, you stay right there, brother. Hold on a second. He's the great, the legendary Trent Green. Is, uh... Yeah, but I do. I, I, I'll go home and I'll think about that. I'll go, I just talked to Trent Green for 40 minutes today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and he, pretty... he hangs up the phone. Did I just talk to Johnny well, before? Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid he's worried about, like, the other way where he's like Jesus Christ you know I just do that and I'm like you know it's funny because like it's moments like that like I wish my dad was still here so I could be like dad you know what 
Yeah, I, honestly, I almost joked, Trent, like, our boy's yeah. grown up because you guys yeah. had a banter back you and know. forth. But my dad would think that was like, yes. like great. Like he really, because it he, is. It is, it is, of course. But he was such a sports guy. And so yeah. it would be, it, it's hard to, it would be, like, if I told my dad I talked to Brian from ACDC, well, that's nice. <laughs> was, it, okay. was, was he good to you? Uh-huh. Like, you know, Friendly, you go, was he? But you go, Dad, today, Trent Green and I were chatting it up and, and, and talking about things. He'd be like, the quarterback? The, the, like, like, really? Yeah. From the, like, he would be, it would, it would mean something much more to him. And there's so much to do with that. It's, it's fantastic yeah. to have the opportunity, but that Trent is that way He's in a such good a good laid back, yes. great sense of humor kind of guy. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt, man. Oh, he's what a what a great piece of Kansas City. He is. He, he wears his legend well. The great Trent Greenman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.